0: And my podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
1: Gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity it deserves. I'm Hal Lublin. And as always, I'm joined in the booth by fellow members in the nation of conversation, comedian and writer Danielle Radford. Hi and hip-hop artist, Mike Eagle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. I went right past that, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Because it was a beautiful moment.
2: I'm ready to talk about wrestling. Wrestling's for friends. I mean, okay. You were busy
0: hosting, we understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, I'm really hosting hard. Mm-hmm. Every week we like to start, as most great wrestling matches do, with the lockup. This is where we talk about our personal history with sports entertainment. This week, SummerSlam. We're gonna talk about our favorite moments from the biggest party of the summer. Mike, kick us off. What's your favorite SummerSlam memory?
0: Uh, mine is when um, our returning hero Shawn Michaels, the Jesus loving one himself, <laughs> uh, right when I thought he was at peak maturity, was uh, <laughs> was wrestling Hulk Hogan and and oversold every move yeah. of his because he was upset that he had to do the job to Hogan. So when Hogan would punch him, he would fly over the top rope no matter where he was in the ring. Yes. And he would flop around. And it was, I I honestly, like, legit fell out laughing watching that match when it happened. I loved it so, 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 so much. I I, I love how petty he is. Oh, I his love that. oh, his Petty is unmatched. His Petty is unrivaled.
2: to T-Y.
0: Mm-hmm. Unmatched. Like Kanye LeBron level Petty, but like
2: <laughs> in
0: the wrestling ring. I love it. And that that
1: is my favorite moment by far. It's funny you say that because I, I was going to say he flopped around like Reggie Miller. And somebody <laughs> just walked Ooh. past him too close. He did. He certainly did. Like just hit the deck. Like. Vladdy Divac. You know, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Over, Wait, overselling. He's got to be the biggest overseller of all time. Not even Divac? a wrestler.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: so. There's some modern floppers, though. Who's mm-hmm. a modern flopper in the I NBA? think, like,
2: or just like any dude that plays soccer. Yes. Okay. So
0: much flopping. Sure.
2: Those dudes are floppity flops. <laughs> all they do is flop. Do all it for I the, do the back is row. Flop, 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 flop.
1: <laughs> like that. <That's> good. <laughs> any favorite SummerSlam memories for you, Danielle?
2: Uh, I'm gonna be that guy. My favorite SummerSlam memory um, was NXT Takeover Brooklyn last year. <laughs> it was just so. But
0: dang good. you, that's not SummerSlam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm the dirt worst. It's, I just, I mean, I just, it was so good. And then they did SummerSlam the next day, and it was like, oh, right. Cool.
0: This is the planet we really live
2: on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You feel like you got like, you do, you get to, you got to live in like that, like that dimension where wrestling is good and ladies are talented. (laughs) 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 And then the next day it's just no, right back at it. So that's, I mean, I know I suck, but that's what I'm choosing. I,
0: um, I flew in from Vegas today and I was reminded of something my son said. We were walking around Vegas this morning. He said, and he's seven, it was like, Daddy, Las Vegas is like nightmare heaven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get that kid in here. so oh, 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 yeah. Well, for once sure. He,
0: once he can wash the product, we'll we'll have him in. Not ready yet. Well, his, <laughs> his
2: mother won't let him. Still, <laughs> she's not wrong.
0: I, I, yeah, Eva Marie. I'm telling you, I would have been. I might have been able to make an early push before before Eva Marie's breast. Um, Ruins everything. Yeah, I think
1: she 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 set us back a little bit. All read everything It's yeah. just a big problem. Two uh, big problems. It's <laughs> just two big problems.
3: <laughs>
1: All right, I have a. Th- I sort of had a tie. Okay, there were a couple of things that came to mind. One was the first TLC match in two thousand one. The other was the triple threat match between The Rock, Triple H, and Angle in two thousand, which was really, the, was really the the good. love angle, uh, the love triangle with Stephanie and Triple H and Angle where I think Angle took a legit, he got like legit concussed at the beginning and then came back later on because he carries Stephanie out after she takes a bump, but he came out and finished the match and was glass-eyed the whole time, which is a pretty great performance. Yeah. Um, But, but I think I have to go with last year's Summerslam when Ambrose and Reigns were facing off against the Wyatt family and they had a, a special secret surprise. <laughs> Tag team partner, turned out to be Jericho, but the the lights went out and when they came up, there was a third guy standing in the ring with him that was not Chris Jericho. No idea who it was, but somebody snuck in and was standing there, not like doing something. He was like, I really belong here. I think he was even <laughs> dressed in like had, shield cosplay. He had on
0: SWAT team yep. gear, yeah. yeah. Like dollar, like you know, army surplus stuff he had put together on his own.
1: It's hard to get genuinely surprised in wrestling anymore. <laughs> But that was pretty great.
2: That dude in the fishing vest did it for you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it really did. <laughs> That's fresh. I've never seen that before. Fantastic.
0: They put hands on that dude,
1: though.
2: Oh, oh sure. You know, security
0: does not You're going
2: to get your ass whooped. Like <laughs> you, like You don't get to.
1: Well, do, you, do you both remember, this was either 2000, I think it was 2002. There was a ladder match on Raw between RVD and Eddie Guerrero for the Intercontinental title. And in the middle of it, I think Guerrero was up on the ladder. He's going for the belt, or they're setting up for a spot. Somebody came in from the audience and started tipping the ladder over. Mm-hmm. I do So Guerrero that drops down and like puts him out with a like. They were carrying him out, and he punched him in the face.
2: Yeah, yeah. Straight up, you punched tried the to in kill the face. him. Yeah. What so, time do that.
1: It's it's dangerous, certainly to run in, but also in that one case at SummerSlam. It was okay because it was hilarious.
3: <laughs> that was so
1: funny. And the guy, the it,
3: was just—it's almost to the like point
1: we are watching. You are like, is that Eric Andre? It's got to be <laughs> Eric Andre who is standing there, coming into that moment. It had to be. Um, yeah, it's—I mean, come on. And then uh, I know we're going to uh, touch on it a little bit later, but there was another audience run-in on Raw.
2: Yeah, yep, yep. So. Oh, folks are dumb. What?
0: That guy, that guy was wearing some Army surplus stuff, too, I think, right? Yeah. He was
2: wearing, like, one of those. I, I couldn't tell if it was, like, a bike helmet or, like, it looked like the grown-up version of, you know, those D, the, those uh, DQ soft-serve baseball hats? <laughs> yeah. You know, those, like, the, the, helmet the little Sundays. helmets that you would get the Sunday? It looked yeah. like a grown-up version of that, and, like, that's what he was wearing.
0: <laughs> he was dressed like a little fireman. And it
2: was immediately knocked off of his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> his big, stupid head. Yeah. What you are those people dummy. thinking?
1: What are you thinking? You have to be crazy, right? You can't because – or you're either crazy or you're stupid, right? Because you're, you're either crazy enough to think that this is normal or that you're a part of it
3: that yeah. be, that or that it, it would
1: be funny or you're stupid enough to think – what I'm seeing is like you've been duped into well, it's like the this
2: dude that is got real. shot. I gotta stop Eddie. That dude that got shot. Like what? back in the uh at, at the was performance
0: it, center? No, was it like
2: NWA or something like that? Like a dude, they were doing oh. they were doing a match and like dude was getting beat up and someone fucking started shooting people. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's like thirty years ago, so it's not not funny.
1: <laughs> it's the extreme version of that guy in Uh, In the gymnasium, was doing it was at the Q and A. The one, it's like it's
2: real to me, damn
1: it! It's real to me. Yeah, like that guy. Oh, that's the dark side guy. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: and if you listen to any of these podcasts where former wrestlers and managers talk, apparently that was part of road life was beating up fans because they would get so angry at the heels, especially if the heels went over. They would rush the ring, and then. It was just on. It was no holds bar. Like if a guy rushed the ring. You're like you were allowed. You know, at least according to the rules of the boys.
2: Yeah. Knock them out. Knock, knock them out. Because they can. You don't know what they're going to do. Exactly. Um, if they're crazy enough to think that what they're watching is real, yeah. <laughs> and well, that they well, should be involved in it.
1: Wasn't it Cowboy Bill Watts who, in his promotion, was like, "If any of you ever lose a fight in a bar, you're you're fired."
0: That sounds like some Cowboy Bill Watts would say.
1: Had to be able to fight. Had to be able to scrap. And like that was your job as a heel. Like somebody. If they didn't slash your tires and knock out a window, you didn't really do your job, in that in that territory. Yeah, dangerous.
2: Yeah, that's something.
0: Jim Cornette has a law written about uh, some 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 after some Midnight Express match, and some guy rushed the ring, and Stan Lane clocked the guy and knocked him out, but they thought it was this other guy who had hit them, so they hit the wrong guy and they started a riot. <laughs> And there's like a Tennessee law now about stuff that can happen
1: at a wrestling match because. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, because of that evening.
2: (laughs) Gotta look that up.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. More of of that doesn't happen at wrestling events. Cornette used to ride with a gun, with a pistol, because people used to be
0: at him. They used a lot of those dudes. A lot of those dudes used to ride
2: with guns. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, that's frightening.
0: We live in softer times now. Now you can run in a ring with a fireman helmet on. Yeah, try to keep <laughs> try to give somebody a hug.
1: <laughs> Guys, get your shield cosplay ready. <laughs> Summerslam <laughs> is this Sunday. Get ready to run in that ring. Go ahead, go ahead in there. See what happens. Brooklyn's crazy. Somebody <laughs> will somebody will ride a penny farthing into that ring. <laughs> Yo, Jane's I'm
2: just—it's not—it's definitely not going to be me. I don't have a back anymore. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> climbing into nobody's ring. They took my back.
1: If it's in Brooklyn, though, somebody's going to run into that ring with a bunch of craft beers, like
2: I just flight of beers.
1: I made it in my basement.
2: It's really good. Am like, cool I cool enough?
1: Did. Yeah. <laughs> it's all based on Bill and Sebastian work.
2: <laughs> this one's a chocolate stout. <laughs>
1: all right on that note let's take a break when we come back we'll discuss the biggest news and angles from the week in wrestling you're listening to types of fights hey guys this is your old pal hal loveland one third of the nation of conversation. And we want you to be part of the conversation with us and help us grow the show. How can you do this? I'll tell you, stop talking at me. Number one, share the show with your friends. Send out a link to our show on MaximumFun.org or share the iTunes link. It makes it easy for people to subscribe, listen and get involved. While you're on iTunes, leave a review for us so that other people who come to check out the show can see what's so great about it. So cut a promo sell us, put us over to all of your friends. And pretty soon, this whole damn thing is gonna be a schmoz. Too many wrestling terms? I don't think so. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. With me in the studio are Danielle Radford and the Midnight Rider. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, my name's Mike Eagle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a
0: great gimmick. I, I was thinking about. It. I, w- I w- we're gonna we're gonna do an angle one day. Yeah. Y'all gonna kick me out of here, and then next week, I won't be here, but the Midnight Rider will. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I can't wait for that. Edit that part out because we're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for Headliners, the part of our show where we discuss the most provocative things that happened this past week in wrestling. First off, news from the Impact Zone. (laughs) Sorry, that's Cesaro. Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan's role in TNA just got a major boost. He's been named the new president of the company. Longtime president Dixie Carter will now be the chairman of the company. So... This is maybe a chance for the company to go in a new direction. This is not. uh, I'm aware of this news. (laughs) I'm not heavily invested in it to the point where I have to ask: Is this kayfabe or is this legit, Julian? Or do you guys know? This is legit. This This is legit. This is legit. This is legit. Dixie Carter
0: is legit, no longer the president of Impact Wrestling, Mm -hmm. and
1: Billy Corgan is. Is that a good idea? I know he's been involved (laughs) before. Good idea. I I, 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 walk me through this because I want to understand. Like, is is this good for the company? And what can he do to get you? See, here's the thing: like we look at it. And... So no, no, no. I'm... Look, <laughs> uh, I... legitimately, I'm reading this off of a script, but I have to tell you, like, I'm looking at it, going, like, okay. Does he? Is he a guy who's got a really good creative mind for wrestling, or is he a guy who? comes in and it's a it's a big deal because it's billy corgan from smash now he
0: always has wanted to be involved in wrestling yes in and he's had capacity. a couple of yeah i think even going back to like ecw like he was trying to be involved in wrestling Okay, um, and he has I, don't, I think he has some creative investment in tna um the thing that's happening here is that everybody knows at this point that there's a certain stink to dixie in terms of how she's run the company okay and so i think what i think this is a thing this is a way to do the figurehead remove her from office thing but she works so closely with billy corgan that i think she's still gonna have a lot of influence
2: yeah because it's definitely like Every time someone with a bigger name comes in, Dixie rolls over and it's never a good idea. And that's how you get Jeff Jarrett on my TV for way too long. And that's how you get Brooke Hogan on my TV for any reason is because Dixie will just roll over when someone bigger comes. Uh, Yeah, I don't um, I don't know that today is the greatest. Um, (laughs) 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 Tomorrow. To
1: am am I'm refraining from doing a Billy
0: Corgan
2: <laughs> It's so
3: tempting. All right, I thought
0: to... you were going to find that third harmony. We were just yeah, going to have it, man. Know. I thought we were going to kill
1: it. <laughs> but immediately I just went to it. The world is a vampire.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he just brings back Raven. That's going to be his biggest. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> his <favorite. laughs>
1: the world is a vampiro. See there you go. I'm giving him ideas. That one's free, Billy. The next one you have to pay for
2: I hope he does like a Mr. McMahon, where he's on the show, just bald and angry, just bald and bitter.
0: I'm certain he's going to be on the show.
2: I don't. Isn't he already on the show? He has been. Yeah, he has been. I want him on there like more. He.
1: All right. Here's the interesting thing about TNA. what? For me, <laughs> I know. Oh,
2: my God.
1: A <laughs> uh, first. Let the burial begin. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to. I did not. I came here to praise TNA, not to bury them. <laughs> did you now? Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's the thing TNA, to me, is a blank slate. I have tangential awareness. I've seen maybe over the course of, of their being televised, I've seen maybe five minutes worth of their programming. Wait a minute. The Over the course of the entire time they've been yes. on television, so this, like 10 years? It. Five minutes in ten years, and maybe I'm being I might be underestimating a little bit, but I don't think you could even double that number. In fact, it's going on twenty. I think they started being on television in like oh two. It's yeah. Been a minute. It's been a while. I, I they're a blank slate to me. My understanding is that their strategy as a company is not to try to compete with WWE because that's impossible. Yeah. But to try and create their own interesting product. Like we're gonna do what we think is good, which I appeals to me, but so uh, another piece of news from this week is Damian Sandow premiering as Aaron Rex. His and name is spelled stupid. His name is spelled. It's an odd spelling. I don't, I don't, is that how he actually spells his name? <laughs>
2: no, he spells his name Aaron. Yeah, like
1: a regular
3: person.
2: <laughs> like I, a regular Aaron. Yeah, I. <laughs> <A-ron>. Aaron. A. Aaron. A. <laughs>
1: That's why he did it, so nobody can make that joke. He's tired of it. Well, he's we're tired still gonna it. do it. Okay? Yeah. Aa yeah. Ron Rex. <laughs> he gave him the mic, and he came out. They can still use Hallelujah because it's public domain music, which Heh. is great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, he cut a compelling promo, and it shows why he's such a talented talker and interesting and entertaining to listen to. In fact, here's a quick clip of it. But remember this. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. No matter what
3: any majority shareholder, CEO, or authority figure may want you to believe, anyone who has ever set foot in any ring has always worked directly for all of you. So... Impact. Here we are.
1: Here's the thing. That's. But that's it. Like the crowd was sort of invested, but they're chanting TNA. They're not chanting Aaron. It's almost like like they've been planted to chant TNA. Like he's doing something interesting, and and in watching it, I was like, gee, I. I I want nothing more than for him to be super successful. Yes. At the same time, there's something about it that felt petty. as a as a fan, not p- petty, yeah, but sm- small, but not not in a petty way. Small, like this is a smaller scale for him. Mm-hmm. It, he didn't feel as fired up Mm-mm. as as I know he can be, and it like. I kinda want them to be okay. I would love to have more choices that I feel are good choices. And I know there's been a ton of great TNA stuff, but I, mean, I it just can't been, get excited. Honestly, this is, really? this is the thing. When they started,
0: they were doing what you were talking about. They were trying to make a product that differed. And this is back when Jeff Jarrett owned it and he was controlling most of it. They yeah. had the six-sided ring. Good there talent, was a,
2: dumbass ring.
0: There was a focus on the X Division. Yeah. They had new title concepts and all of this stuff. And they were bringing in these guys that were Uh, fresh on the indies that we hadn't seen is WWE followers. And for the first like three, four, five years, it was great. And then they started bringing in each and every person at the WWE ever fired. So like the last 10 years has been them trying to do exactly the opposite. It's been them trying to replicate And try to get attention from WWE stars and people who have even the slightest bit of WWE name recognition Mm -hmm. from, you know, everybody from when Christian left all the way to like, you know, when Hogan and Bischoff and all of them came in and really tanked it. And they did that at the expense of guys like AJ Styles and Homicide and like these actual like homegrown title uh, guys that they had. And um, it is a, a blank slate for you. Yes. A stank slate for me. <laughs> uh, smelly, uh, smelly, smelly TNA. Like, they have his okay.
2: Clay on there and they keep trying to convince me that he's a tough guy, but it's like, nah, you a hip-hop dinosaur. You always gonna be a hip-hop dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my That's who you mom. are. <laughs> that's who you're always gonna be.
1: But here's, I, I know this is not our main event, but I have one more question about this, which I think is, is kind of an interesting one. Thinking back, to, to when WWE made their rise to become really the first national promotion. And then you had NWA and NAWA to a certain extent trying to sort of keep up with them. They all came from the territories. Mm-hmm. So that initial WWE push was a bunch of guys. The, the New York Territory basically expanded and, and syndicated. But they had guys who had made their name touring around the country when regional wrestling was a bigger deal. Now... The territory system and, and all those loops are indie loops, so they they feel smaller. There, there aren't a ton of people, uh, as far as I know, packing giant arenas like you had in Memphis or in Georgia or Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Dallas, yeah. So is it possible now really to build a a national promotion without those big-name people?
2: I think that you can. I think that, I mean, to be fair, Lucha also had a bunch of other guys who had been in in WWE and, you know, Rey Mysterio is there now. But a lot of what set them apart was their storytelling. Because without it, then you just have, like, Del Rio and Who Cares, right? You know, and a bunch of like, you know, and and, and Vampiro and, and and the first season Conan and Who Cares, but it, it's the storytelling that sets them apart, and I think that that's what T N A is trying to do now. I know they just like they're doing a new belt. I don't get it at all. The new belt makes no sense to me.
1: Is it the Universal Championship?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's i i don't i i don't even i don't if it's kind of a gift i i have no idea how this new belt works
0: it's very confusing it's being uh, contested under mma rules is the only thing that i know yes yeah. okay well, i don't in in the fact that there's rounds yeah judging if and if people who and if you
2: win thing. more things like if you're more of a like a win-loss records matter to get the belt yeah it's real stupid, but like, but it's interesting. At yeah, least it's something that trying.
1: we're not seeing elsewhere. And when I say elsewhere, I mean WWE, because they're you know to be a national promotion, you've got to appeal to a national audience and try to make money that way. But you, guess who's uh, building a national promotion uh, based
0: on people that we're not already familiar with? Uh, NXT.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: true story. They're proving it can be done, and they're doing it themselves. Weirdly. Yeah. It's just that somebody actually has to stick to, to the philosophy of, like, new and different, you know?
2: Right. If someone out there can just, like, give Billy Corgan a stunner or two, I would watch every week.
1: <laughs> Here's uh everybody cross your fingers for a special stunner once a week for Billy Corgan. All right, let's move back to <laughs> WWE. More specifically, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, For a while now, WWE's been hyping up a couple things for SummerSlam. So we've got Demon Finn Balor and Rusev versus Roman Reigns. This week on Raw, we got both of those things. So Balor came out in foolish demon makeup and garb, and then Reigns pinned Rusev in a non-title match, which blows my mind (laughs) (laughs) because you just gave away... First of all, you gave away the match that you're trying to get people to pay nine ninety nine for on Angry. Sunday. I love Angry Hell. He's so mad. Here, here's the best. second thing though. I mean, by God, <laughs> at this point, it seems kind of foregone that they're that they're giving Reigns the win to keep him strong so he can lose to Rusev in some way. on Sunday, right, or... Yeah, it looks like the Telegraph and the Rusev win. But then if you go, oh, we're gonna swerve the audience, we're gonna have Reigns win, then you're burying Rusev.
2: Yeah, Yeah. for a dude that is still getting booed every time he moves.
1: I, however,
0: uh, well, yeah, I'm equally confused by the Rusev, by giving away the match. Yeah,
1: does it make sense? I mean, they have to fill three hours, granted. But the part of the brand split was more exposure for more wrestlers. I mean,
0: and they got to fill four hours on SummerSlam. So best to keep that match for the big event, one would think.
2: I kind of think the same thing with the demon. It's like, I don't know why you brought me this watered-down Coachella version of the Finn. Ba- and, and granted, that dude popping in might have messed up the entrance. Right. Um, because he does a lot more, like... Crawling and other bullshit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Lots of crawling. I like the crawling. He crawled so much. You uh, hate Finn Balor, but you like the crawling. You
0: know what? Look, I like this entrance this week. I liked it so much. I've watched it probably about six times now. Wow. Legit. Yeah. Like I keep watching it over and over again because to me, like to see the demon interest and especially how it intersects with people uh that go to raw shows finally getting it now. Yeah. So like to see that intersection. And on the ring post and the smoke and everybody's got their hands up. I'm like, okay. And then he takes the thing yeah. off and he stares menacingly into the camera. And there is the philosophy where you hold that for this for the big event too. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of when you have the most eyes on your product, which is the three million people that watch on Monday, True story. you show them that you've got this interesting thing.
2: And he and he will do a bigger because every time they do like a pay per view, he does some kind of special thing. Hope hopefully, he yeah. hopefully, he won't have like the Joker rating on him that right. he had this time that I was not into. <laughs> nah, he's
0: going to be in an evil Knievel jumpsuit jumping over some cars <laughs> if he keeps at the rate he was on an NXT. Or like a God. paper boy. He's gonna be dressed like a
2: like a <laughs> like a British paper boy or yes. not like a Brooklyn paper boy just like hey It's a newsie. Yeah got
1: so bad <laughs> in NXT they also did announce another SummerSlam match. They announced that Cesaro and Sheamus are gonna have a best of seven series yeah. that's going to kick off at not SummerSlam.
2: Not here for it. Not I'm here for not it. Here for that at
1: I'll all. tell you what. I read uh, last year somebody suggested when Cesaro and Owens were looking like they were gonna feud over the IC title. That would have been the perfect, yep. the
0: perfect pairing for the best of seven. Yeah. Was those 2.
1: I like that concept. I like the best of seven concept. I like the idea of look. If you want to book it in an interesting way, because everybody's expecting it to go to seven every time you say two out of three falls, you expect a three fall match. So why not give Cesaro a clean sweep? If you want to (laughs) put (laughs) Seamus on a losing streak, put him on a super losing streak.
2: I mean, the best part about Seamus is that dude likes when you're stiff, so he can get his ass all the way beat. Yeah, and he and you can give it to him. Good performer. So you can like the the fun part of that would be letting Cesaro just like have at him. And that's going to be real fun for one and a half matches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's there's not there's not a person on the roster.
1: I want to see Seamus wrestle seven times. Not a person.
2: Maybe just his demons.
1: There you oh, go. Oh, wow. Uh, let's bump over to SmackDown very quickly. Now, we're actually recording this on Tuesday evening as SmackDown is airing on the West Coast, but we actually watched like sort of a live feed that we could, could get through some nefarious <laughs> internet means. Nefile. The dark web. Yes, through the dark web. Um, two things I want to touch on. One is Dolph Ziggler sort of showing his tough side in a segment with way too much talking. Too much
2: talking. He
1: dropped Dean Ambrose. At a certain point, the talking stopped. He dropped him. Um, People were booing him, and I kind of like him moving in a heelish direction. What do you guys think? I didn't see the segment, but it sounds...
2: Awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Him dropping him was pretty great.
2: It was pretty dope. No, I do. I like it. I like the new aggressive Dolph. Just something at this point. We've seen every, we've seen underdog Dolph. We've seen cocky Dolph. We've seen every kind of Dolph. I'm actually, uh, aggressive Dolph is exciting for me.
0: I think he should cut his hair and change his name. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think both of those things have to happen. <laughs>
2: I would love, I would love for him to cut off that ponytail. Yeah, that ponytail is real stupid. He's
0: been growing
1: out the blonde for like a year now. Yeah.
2: It's all ombre. You know, I it's time. It's of time of it. for a haircut. All right.
1: Yeah. What well, the other thing I want to touch on? Um, <laughs> in a backstage segment, AJ Styles and Del Rio were talking about Del Rio's upcoming match at that point against the face that runs the place, John Cena. Uh, and after getting sort of turned away by Del Rio, AJ Styles. Uh, dropped some major shade on him. Uh, let's listen to that. Yeah, yeah, I was watching the WWE Network and saw you beat up John Cena at Hell in the Cell for the United States Championship. What It I was shocking. I couldn't believe And then you put him on the shelf for nine months? Dude, you, That's a moment I'll never forget. And you, you get to relive it. How about, that? Hey, oh, are you done living in the past? I know you still get excited, all oh, excited about beat up John Cena. But I have beat up John Cena for a long time.
2: So, Ajota, I don't need your little Pepta
1: to do it again. <laughs> Maybe you're right. That's why I'm in the main event at SummerSlam, and you're not even on the card. Uh, pretty fantastic, right? Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's a shame
1: Del Rio's talented, but it's nice to see. They seem to be doing a better job, at, at least on SmackDown, they're trying to go, like, this is what the fans are talking about, so we're going to throw it on the air. Because fans will look and go, like, Del Rio's sort of an important guy on your roster. Why is he not on the card? Why is this person not on the card? Yeah. So they're at least sort of letting some of that in. Do you guys like that? I, I The only thing I don't like about it is
0: that Supposedly, Del Rio has real heat backstage, him Mm. and Triple H aren't getting along, and he's gonna be out when his contract is over. Okay. And I don't want them to kick him in the butt on the way out and stuff. Yeah, that's also, I've never
2: been a big fan of that.
1: Right, that I did not know. But (laughs) yeah, that's true. He's already sad, him
2: and Paige broke up.
1: I think they kinda like broke them up or something, like putting them on second brands and all that. Sorry, Alberto.
2: Sorry, Paige.
1: You're listening to Tights and Fights. We'll be back in just a minute.
0: Going into a bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's also a real conversation, so I don't know where it's headed. I think you just you just clarified something for me that's never been really clear before. This is the most serious I've ever been in my life. You've made me completely serious. <laughs> I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites.
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. With me in the booth to talk about all things wrestling are
2: Danielle Radford and
1: the Black Scorpion. What? No, it's Mike Eagle again. I oh, oh goodness, I it was the Black Gotcha. Oh, it was, was just the me black the black whole time. Brain. Nervous. I was <laughs> nervous. <laughs> uh-uh. Every week we have an in-depth conversation about one of the finer points of wrestling. This is our main event, and I want to start us off with a little bit of math. So here are the numbers you on say wrestling myth? this weekend. Uh, no, <laughs> you'll need math to get through the math. I'm from Philadelphia, man. We run all- the fact that you can understand that I'm saying more than one word right now is a miracle, absolute miracle. Here's a little arithmetic, <laughs> a math, a mathematek <laughs> about wrestling this weekend. Okay, so this is this is this weekend into next week. We have two hours for NXT Takeover Two, back to Brooklyn on Saturday, four hours for WWE SummerSlam on Sunday, then a three-hour Raw and a two-hour SmackDown per usual uh, the next Monday and Tuesday. So when you factor in the pre-shows, and you know we do, that's more than 12 hours of live wrestling content in the span of four days. Now, we're all fans, we're all marks, but here's the question. How much is too much wrestling for you as a fan? Are you, are you planning on watching? How How many, out of 12 hours, how many hours do you think you will try to watch live?
2: Oh. Look,
3: i tell you this much. I'll tell
0: you this much. <laughs> you this much. Mm-hmm. I'm flying to Chicago Thursday. Mm-hmm. I fly back Sunday evening. Okay. Okay. So I'm already devastated inside. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and I'm going to be with my family, and, and I don't know how I'm going to find a way. I'm not going to be able to watch anything live i don't think until like next monday so i don't know i'm i'm gonna be kind of scraping and scrounging and trying to put 15 minutes together here
1: 30 minutes together there trying to avoid twitter altogether all all weekend long yeah you have to put a moratorium up especially now like Hosting a wrestling podcast.
2: People just tweet at us. Some dude is trying. We're three to... weeks in. Folks is trying to get me in trouble with the announce team. <laughs> oh, I saw it. Yeah. you got beef with Moro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I smoothed it out. I smoothed it out. I fixed it. You
1: better hope so.
2: You I didn't get blocked. So. Moro guy. Apparently, he, he blocks everyone. Moro guy. He, he
0: got thick. Thick. Uh, gangster rap skin it looks like yeah <laughs> you, you didn't penetrate so yeah no I didn't
2: get through cause he was for sure he, he gave me the cool shades he did Oh, I guess we should for everyone who doesn't follow me on Twitter. So <laughs> one of our listeners mentioned how I was making fun of uh, Home Dude for all of his black Twitter and hip-hop references, and he tagged him. I didn't realize he tagged him. Right. So when I went to reply, I was like, I love him, but it gets distracting. And then dude quote tweeted me for all of his people and was like, you'll get over it or you'll live, and the yeah. cool shades. Yeah. yeah. You got cool shaded. Yeah, and so I got cool shaded. And so I came back with um continue keeping it lit fam
1: <laughs>
2: loved you i love you uh on the cwc and then he he replied back with merci beaucoup and i think that we're cool <laughs> yeah you guys are good <laughs> sounds you. good look I he
1: doesn't to... use french with just anybody <laughs> only only his homies only, only his homies only the homies keeping the homies. it lit um <laughs> how many hours are you going to try to watch live daniel
2: Yo, I got like, I got comedy I'm doing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, cause that's the, uh, honestly, I'm like more excited. Um, cause TakeOver is always dope. So I'm super excited for TakeOver. I know that's going to be good. SummerSlam, I'm going to watch live. I've got wrestling homies. We get together. We potluck like grown folks. Um, I, I drink straight vodka because I'm a trash person. <laughs> wow. I'm a raccoon and I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I don't – it's hard because, like, you know how I'm always bragging about how I have a partner that likes wrestling and that's how we met was through our mutual love of wrestling and how everybody needs a partner that likes wrestling? Mm -hmm. Even my wrestling-loving partner, there's only so far he's going to go with me (laughs) because, yo, I got to, like, I have to watch TakeOver. I have to. I have to watch SummerSlam. I have to watch Raw. I have to watch – uh, SmackDown. I have to watch the CWC. I had like there's. I have to watch it because uh, if I don't, I'm a woman and I'm gonna be the one who get yelled at on Twitter if I don't know something.
1: <laughs> well, m- my wife, bless her soul, who is not my wife. who's not a wrestling. My wife, <laughs> wife. she, uh, she not like uh, touch uh, the the horse. Uh, my my wife, who is not a wrestling fan, she is so gracious because she understands now. It's not like I have an excuse now, but I do because yeah. I'm hosting the show with you guys, and I need to be aware of what's happening. So I try to, I try to have stuff recorded and then get through it a little bit quicker if I can. It's so hard to watch live, and that's Oof. a lot to ask. Like, but here's the other thing: it's it's we're trained to think that that wrestling programming is time sensitive. You know, when pay per views mm. would come out pre network. You had to be there when it was on, right. or you'd have to catch like the 12 a.m. replay. The four, like you yeah. ha- you'd have to buy it later. So it was an event to watch it live. But now we're in more of a Netflix situation, yeah. where between between the network and Hulu, you can watch any of the shows pretty much whenever you want, and you can find a- any sort of material you want. It's all available on demand. So I sit at, sit now here, and I'm like, boy, it's such a. I love wrestling, but it feels like a chore. Like I have to, I have to to do it. I've got to get through it. I've got to check everything off before we. I'd not seen last year's, uh, i had not seen last week's cruiserweight classic. Mm-hmm. So, in the hour or so that I was here before before you guys arrived, I watched it because I had to get caught up and that was the only time that i had to do it gotta
2: get them hot takes
1: but yeah i I have to get my hot takes ready on grand metallic and and ibushi i'm starting to remember the names a little bit better now that there are less of them uh, or fewer of them um but the the result is like i can binge watch it like it's stranger things but it doesn't feel like it doesn't have that same feeling right yeah, is is that just a perception issue? I
0: I I can say that there are programs like like CWC NXT, especially things that live on the network. I feel like I can watch them anytime. Yeah, yeah. The real problem with Raw, SmackDown, more and more, and pay per views is that the internet will spoil them. Yeah, and, and any little slightly cool thing that happens people are going to tweet at you people are going to tweet about it it's going to end up in the trending topics like you just like i feel like raw just even based on the fact that we're on the west coast and the east coast feed mm. happens already there's a barrage of spoilers that happen it's just people watching the show tweeting about it and yeah. it just it 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 takes a little bit of luster off of everything so i try my best to try to keep it as live as possible but it just ends up not being possible
2: yeah like it was i was so happy when i when sash won my girl, Sash, yeah. my girlfriend. Um, when she won a couple weeks ago, I was like watching it and I had that moment of like, oh my God, is this, oh my God, is she going to win? She's going to win. Like that same thing that Foley kind of wrote about. I'm like watching it in my house and being like, oh my God, she could win, she could win. And just thinking about how happy that I was that I was watching it live because you don't always get to. Right. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. I got to have that moment of that magic and that anticipation before I saw, you know, Sasha slash woman's championship trending on Twitter or before someone tagged me in some shit because they know that she's my boo and getting it spoiled for me. It is like it it's, and it almost becomes one of those things where like there are some weeks where I'm like, well, I've already had stuff spoiled for me. So I'm just going to fast forward through some of the stuff when I go through and watch it because I already know like the big stuff. And that is kind of a bummer. Not that there isn't some stuff, that is fast-forwardable. <laughs> because there certainly is on both shows. Um, but there are times when, when things do wind up getting spoiled, and it's just like, well, now that the whole show is spoiled, I don't feel like I need to watch all three see, hours to, of this. To me,
0: it's so important for me to know when those big moments happen. Not only that they happen, but I need to go back and watch them because I need to see how the crowd reacted. Yeah, to me, that's right. so important. Because one of the big things that was ruined for me this year uh, via Twitter because of the West Coast, East Coast time difference was uh, Shane coming back.
3: Mm. Such okay.
0: a huge moment, but yeah. I saw it trending on Twitter like three hours earlier, I'm like,
2: damn. Yeah, Shane McMahon right. isn't trending on nobody's Twitter. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Unless he came back.
0: So, But I still wanted to go back and see what the crowd did live when Here Comes the Money came out and he comes out. You know, like you want to eat because that's that's such an important thing in the wrestling business is how the crowd is reacting. So I feel like I need to go back and see a lot of those things even if I have gotten them spoiled.
2: I got spoiled for that too and I watched that like four times. Just that part of him coming in and being all weepy before he gets his dumb shoes into the ring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I this past Monday had raw ruined for me. I was I was watching television with my wife, and you know I'm watching it on DVR, so I want to wait until like nine thirty, ten o'clock to dig into it, so I can fast forward through it as needed. And I decided to go on Twitter, and I saw a tweet at like five thirty, six o'clock p.m. Um, But it was from a West Coast account. And that account was at Tights Fights. It was the account for the show. <laughs> I've I, heard of I this account.
2: Like, I've heard of this at Tights Fights.
1: First of all, probably one of one of the top ten accounts on Twitter you should be following so if you're not. Good. It's oh such a goodness. great account. Second of all, it was like Julian's watching Raw somehow on the East Coast feed, and he's tweeting about it. <laughs> and I'm really glad that our, that people are probably following our account for fun ta- hot takes. Yeah, Julian's doing hot takes. Julian's is a very funny guy. I was also like, my own show just ruined Raw for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got spoiled. Shit's oh. meta. It's meta out here. Ju- Julian just pulled the hood up on his robe and went, it was me, Loplin. It was me all along.
2: All the spoilers are coming from inside the house. That's right.
1: (laughs) All right, that's it. Let's take a little bit of a break. And after we come back, we'll tell you about some of the things from the world of wrestling that you shouldn't miss out on, no matter how much they've been spoiled by other people (laughs) or you've watched this week. Or your own podcast. Or your own podcast. (laughs) Look, this is our podcast. It's Tights and Fights. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. With me in the booth are Danielle Radford and
0: I am out of alter egos. Um, I just have to be myself.
1: You now know what? On. That's that's enough. The okay. real
2: power Aww. inside was you all along. You guys, mm-hmm.
1: acceptance hug.
2: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: All right. Let's let's bring it home. To finish the show off, we're gonna put over three <laughs> things from the world of wrestling that we think are awesome. We call it the three count. Danielle, kick us off. What are you gonna put over this week?
2: Um, I'm gonna put over. I'm gonna preface this by saying I do not like heckles. Do not come to my show and heckle me. <laughs> I will. I will end your life with words, and maybe fists. But like on 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 the little bit of SmackDown that we got to watch before we started recording the episode, there is the loudest heckler <laughs> who is just going after Dolph, um, and and he says something really funny, and we've got a we've got a clip of it. So go ahead and play that.
1: If you fail,
2: I'm not worried about after SummerSlam. I'm only. (laughs) it's just it's it's just the perfect timing don't do that because they're performers and but honestly that's better than if he would have started a what chant i would rather people yell out things that are funny than like a what chant any day of the week so i'm putting that over um but again what
1: city are they in Uh, they were in austin they were in austin okay yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah
2: i i cannot stress this enough do not heckle me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word murder. <laughs> all right. I'm and, fist murder. Fist and fist murder. Word and fist.
1: Mike, uh,
0: there is a competitor known as Nia Jax. Who, I've heard um, her. Who is taken? I've heard to, she's
2: not like most girls.
0: <laughs> not at all. Uh, who is taken to destroying local competitors on our weekly television programming, and um, in this week's destruction, she beat up. Oh, I don't remember this person's name at all. I should be better at that. Um, she sat on the top rope and she pushed her off. And <laughs> the gal did a double backflip and landed on her neck outside. And um,
2: it looked great.
0: Nia Jax says the funniest thing in the world to the referee right after she does this. And this is what it is
2: Lord Rachel.
0: I don't know if you heard that clearly, but she goes, turns to the ref and she says, Count her out, she's dead.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that is
0: the best thing, that oh, is the that's best so tough. piece of dialogue that's happened on Raw in a long,
2: long time. <laughs> oh, that's great. She murdered that New Day unicorn come to life. <laughs> she did. She did.
0: That, that was power.
1: It wasn't positive. No. It was
2: not no, positive. No, it's not positive.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, I I was a little bit torn. I wanted to put over week three of Eva Marie Watch in which she (laughs) did not compete due to getting caught in traffic, didn't even (sighs) enter. But uh, in in lieu of that, I've got to continue to put over the hottest free agent in wrestling, Heath Slater, the one man band. Uh, He appeared on Raw first and faced off against Brock Lesnar uh, who had this to say about his children.
2: I got kids too, man.
1: Come on in here. I feel you. Let's talk about your kids. I don't give a about your
2: kids. (laughs) (laughs) Savage. Okay, that
1: was bad. But uh, despite not getting a contract on Raw, he was up again on SmackDown after bringing a fruit basket to Shane and and Daniel. Uh, He was given a match against Randy Orton, uh, which he won by DQ. Uh, and then just got destroyed by Orton, who apparently wanted to prove that Brock Lesnar wasn't the only person who could beat up America's favorite uh, enhancement talent at the moment. <laughs> uh, but it's great to see Heath on TV. Unfortunately, on the trainer's table, he had the contract in his hands to wrestle on SmackDown when challenge. this
3: happened.
2: Good job, congratulations. Good to have around. Yeah. Mick,
3: your reality show, man, is top notch. I love the whole Holy Foley thing. And you are much bigger of a megastar than that other guy is. I, I, I think your beard's way cooler than Foley's anyway. I just need a pen. Well, here, let me- uh, Give me a pen.'
0: Let's, let's get down to business here. This is all you. Yeah.
3: Congratulations. <sighs> here you go, sir. You look so beautiful tonight, you know that? Thank you so much, Stephanie. My kids are going to appreciate this so much.
2: The I just. I'm. This. All of this is going to mean so
3: much to me and my family, man. Okay, see ya, buddy. What? No better. Where's. Where's my contract?
1: Oh, so what? close, Heath. Uh, so close. Why is
0: everybody so mean
1: to Heath?
2: So Poor mean. Heath. They even got booed. They I know. Then they deserved
0: it.
1: You know what? When he goes over someone for that contract, oh. it's going to be the best.
0: And he's going to get a contract that says superstar contract.
1: <laughs> like every binding legal document, it oh, will course. comprise of a total of 10 words. Can't I don't sign. understand can't what the problem is. can't sign
0: anything with that size
1: font no. on it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like can't. a jitterbug phone but in contract <laughs> form.
2: Contracts for kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this show was brought to you by Contracts for Kids. <laughs> that does it for this week on Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle along with me Hal Lublin. Our producer slash advocate is Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Colin Anderson. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. As we discussed in our main event, there's plenty of wrestling happening every week and plenty more that we could talk about on this show alone. So let's keep the conversation going. You can find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages on MaximumFun.org. We'll be back next week to talk about even more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Dice and Bites podcast Tyson
3: maximumfun.org
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned,
3: listener supported.